people can either go into darkness and stay there, or it can be a catalyst for people to go into the light and to start working on themselves and doing the work. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Welcome to episode number 145 of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. Today's guest is Dr. John Lawrence. I have to admit, I was a bit stage struck during this episode because Dr. John Lawrence is a mere genius and I just, I don't know what happened to me. I fell apart, but I hope you enjoy this episode and happy August Yes, the last month of summer, it went fast. Anyway, Dr. John Lawrence is a naturopathic physician, a chiropractic neurologist, and all-around expert in medical biohacking who has been in private practice in Florida for 25-plus years. He is the chief scientific advisor to MitoZen Scientific. And MitoZen.com is the website and some amazing supplements he produces and you can save 5% off your purchase with the code REBEL5. Anyway, like I said, he is the chief scientific advisor for MitoZen Scientific and heads up advanced rejuvenation, his clinic. A multidisciplinary clinic with a focus on treating chronic diseases, regenerative medicine, functional neurology, functional medicine, and stem cell research. Dr. Lawrence has spent most of his career focused on finding solutions for hearing loss, balance disorders, degenerative neurological disorders such as Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, autoimmune diseases, chronic Lyme's disease, chronic inflammatory response syndrome and mold illness, and has suffered from chronic Lyme and mold illness himself for many years. From his treatments, he has seen the same success and ability to recover and regain a normal life, free from the chronic inflammation and pain associated with those disorders for himself as well as his patients. I hope you enjoy this episode. We are going to dive into melatonin and many other things. Thank you for listening, and if you like this episode, please rate and review my episodes. It means the world to me. Thank you, and enjoy. First of all, Dr. John Lawrence, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. Man, I am so gra- grateful and have so much gratitude for you joining me today. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm happy to be here, Tom. Yeah, man, you have a busy schedule, and I'm glad you took the time out to discuss the hormone of darkness, melatonin. And your latest book, Melatonin, the Miracle Molecule. I'm really, I'm, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm really loving this book. And I'm about halfway through it. And it's so much stuff in there. It's great. It's great information. Thank you. Before we dive in today, though, to melatonin, I'd like to fill the listeners in on who, you, who is John Lawrence. And what was your catalyst into this amazing world of integrative medicine? Well. You know, we were talking before we started recording here about, you know, I grew up in Hawaii. My father was in the military. Before we moved out to Hawaii, I was actually um, raised in Camp Lejeune, which I just saw a commercial online, which is the attorneys saying anybody that lived in Camp Lejeune between this date and that date, you know, um, and ha- having health issues. But yeah, my dad has cancer. My sister's got um really bad arthritis. So does my mom. And then I can't help but um, wonder, like, you know, all my life as a child, I always, you know, had asthma and I just never really felt super healthy, you know? And so um, Camp Lejeune had the worst um, toxic, the water system exposed to, to toxins. 
I mean, some of the worst toxins known to man. So it was pretty bad. A lot of babies were born, you know, dead. And and I was in utero and 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 I was born on Camp Lejeune. So I I think I was being, you know, watched over by God to 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 pass through that that terrible situation. And um, you know, it's it's all about pain to purpose. You know, it's about being exposed to stressors, you know, and when I moved to Hawaii, I was placed in special education classes that was very difficult for me to overcome because I didn't belong there. But in Hawaii, they would have, they would have, you know, the extreme, you know, uh, disability and then, and then they had normal classes. And so they didn't have anywhere else to put me. And it was, it was extremely challenging. I mean, I, I, I thought I was completely flawed and, something was wrong. And like, I, I, I didn't even socialize with normal kids for like almost four years. My parents had to literally take me out and put me into private school, um, to get out of that system. And then it was just years after that, that, uh, I, you know, had a lot of challenges with self-esteem and shame and things like that. But, but these things really, um, are catalysts for us to delve deep into our, our own, understanding of, of our place in this world and become closer to, you know, my belief is that if we can, if we can start to work through all of our fears and we can live more from a a place of love from our heart and gratitude, this is really the secret. So when we have these extremely painful situations in our life, you know, these are things that, that, I think can either do one or one of two things. People can either go into darkness and stay there, or it can be a catalyst for people to go into the light and to start working on themselves and doing the work that it takes, right? Because it does take work, right? To evolve for all of us. You know, we can't just expect to sit around and it's just going to happen. But, but getting that peace within ourselves I think is really key to both healing and also living our most vital life. And where melatonin really fits into there is that you have these two sides to your nervous system, which is considered the autonomic nervous system. So there's a part of our nervous system that is working. uh, We don't have to think about it. And so the, the fight or flight or the sympathetic and then the parasympathetic resting and digesting Cortisol is what activates the fight or flight. And this is what wakes us up in the morning and cortisol is normally high in the morning and then it's supposed to be lower in the afternoon and evening. And then melatonin is what comes in and supports the parasympathetic nervous system. So you have this balance between the sympathetic and the parasympathetic autonomic system. And what's happening is most people are dominant with the sympathetic. And so their their body is in a state of stress a state of fear, a state of fight or flight. And what this does is it takes all of the energy from our organs. So we're not digesting our food. Our cardiovascular system's not working properly. Our blood vessels are constricted. And so we got high blood pressure. Um, and, And there's a lot of diseases, you know, and like cortisol blocks insulin um, receptor sites and it causes thyroid issues. And I mean, there's a whole litany of problems that happen. So that's why we look at melatonin as something to support the parasympathetic nervous system. And I believe taking higher doses is really the way to go. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because, and part of that I've noticed because I've been taking high dose while I started using your Sandman about two years ago, I heard you on a podcast with Ben uh, Greenfield. And so I ordered your uh, Sandman, the Mitozen Sandman, and I was like blown away how I felt after taking that. Just blown away. And then I ordered the glutostat, I think it was glutostat, the glutathione that you put, uh, ne- I nebulized that though. Mm-hmm. So, and, but I, the, other than that, I usually take, when, pe- when I tell people I take 60 milligrams of glutathione a day, or not glutathione, sorry, melatonin. Mm-hmm. They look at me like, how do you wake up in the morning? I'm like, just the same as I do every morning. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, for some people, there's an adaptation that needs to happen before they um, can wake up really fresh like you and I will. Um, and then there's some people that are slow metabolizers. Like if you're someone that is sensitive to nicotine, I'm sorry, not nicotine, but caffeine. And so if you have a half a cup of coffee and you're like still kind of wired um, more so than most people and also for longer periods of time, that's the same pathway that breaks down melatonin. And so the trick there is to take the melatonin earlier, like dinner time. And that way, by the time you wake up, it's, it's metabolized out of your system. Well, we, we were discussing before we started, and we're going to get into supplementing a little bit, but I thought it was only like 20% you absorb from a capsule, but you said it's quite lower. Well, it depends on the nutrient. Okay. So every nutrient is going to have a different um, stability. through. Well, melatonin-wise. No, no. Melatonin orally is, is, is 1.5% absorbed. Yeah. See, I, I take 60 milligrams, so I'm only getting about six milligrams. Then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. But again, homeopathy is powerful. Yes. So, Very. you know, for some people, um, it depends on what your goals are. You know, like one of the things that we really go into in the book is we talk about all these different systems that are, that are helped and like, for instance, one of the things that I found is, you know, I've been doing high dose melatonin for almost four years now, and my skin is like completely, I mean, I'm 50, I'm 52. Right. And I mean, it's like, I've got just like the skin that it's, it's really transformed in the last couple of years because my, my bout with Lyme disease, which we didn't really get into, but that was another pain to purpose thing that happened you know, in my thirties and I was very sick for a long period of time. And I think that was kind of the catapult for me to figure out a lot of these products and these remedies because I needed to create these so I could support all these patients that were gravitating to my practice and also things that I could do to support myself, you know, right. things figured, figured out along the way, but, but it aged me, Tom. I mean, I was, I looked like I was 60 years old at one time. Yeah, see, I'm 63, and I, I agree with you as far as, like, I think the pain to purpose that we both have in, in different ways, but we all end up in the same way of helping people overcome some of the things that we've been through as, as, as practitioners, or in your case, a doctor of many degrees, you know. So let's start with the, the, the myths of melatonin, if we will, because there's a lot of them. And uh, many doctors poorly understand melatonin, and the public is fed total bunch of false information, you know, as far as melatonin goes. But melatonin is a hormone, uh-huh. first of all. So, and no hormone acts alone in our bodies. So let's let's talk about dosages of melatonin. We just talked about it briefly, but when somebody gets on the melatonin, there's some misconceptions regarding dosing, and and let's get into the high dose. And I know that there was a, they used high dose melatonin for cancer. I think it was, is it Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg? No, <laughs> not Mark Wahlberg. What was the, what was the gentleman that used? It was a guy back in Hitler days that used. Oh, Otto Warburg. Warburg. Um, Warburg. I, you know, I'm not familiar with that. I think Warburg was more with regards to oxygen and, and insulin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he okay. he won the Nobel Prize for discovering that oxygen and cancer can't coexist, and so then he was able to figure out. And this actually does play very solidly into the whole melatonin narrative. But what he found out is that when the when the cancer cell when a cancer cell becomes a cancer cell, it creates a shift in the way it makes energy. Uh, through the mitochondria, the mitochondria literally shuts down, and it basically says, "Hey, listen, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do this anymore. I I can't work in this environment. It's like an employee and it has a messy uh, desk and says, "I'm done. You know, right. I need a clean desk. I need like a clean environment, a healthy environment. I'm 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 leaving. Right? And so then, what happens? The mitochondria says, 
you got to make energy yourself. It, it tells that to the cell. So in the cytosol, energy is made through something called fermentation. And this is the way all cancer cells make energy. Or they also call it anaerobic glycolysis. And so um, aerobic glycolysis is the, the respiratory um, electron transport chain inside the mitochondria, which is the most efficient way of making energy. Whereas when it's shifted out of the mitochondria and it's done through fermentation, you get 10% of the energy that you would not normally get from a molecule of glucose. So it basically just completely starves that cell from energy. And then it starts to go into disease states like cancer, but there's a lot of disease states, you know, imagine if your immune cells all of a sudden had to make this shift and they were in the middle of fighting something like the pandemic um, virus that we have, or if it was just the common flu or something like that, that overwhelms the system. And then that's generally how a lot of our elderly patients die is they get ammonia and it's like this runaway inflammatory response. Okay. Because I know that using high-dose melatonin can has been used quite a bit for COVID and reversing COVID. Right. So so melatonin, this is the key that we we didn't really get to is, is that melatonin sits in the, in the mitochondria. It's made by every mitochondria in the body and it's what quenches this to prevent that shift. So it holds the energy in the mitochondria longer, right? I mean, it's not, it's not indefinite, but it like allows the cell to handle more stress without making that shift. And that's why melatonin is the ultimate stress resilient molecule. Okay. So one myth that I've read a couple places is that high dose melatonin shuts down production of the melatonin that we actually create. So when you do high doses of melatonin, that we're going to damage our system from making more melatonin. Well, most of the hormones in our body have that um, response. It's like testosterone. A, yeah, estrogen, progesterone, right. insulin, cortisol. It's almost ubiquitous with all um, hormones. But what is just fascinating to me is that there is no negative feedback loop with melatonin and. You know, I think it's a divine structure that, you know, even I think it, it's something that is almost more of a, an idea that, that melatonin was meant to be taken in high doses orally just by design. Okay. And so when you're dosing, what's the reason behind saying small doses don't work? Well, it, I, that's not, that's not something that I, that I promote. Right. Um, as we mentioned before, you know, smaller doses, you know, you can't argue with, there's a lot of patients that I've talked to that with a milligram, two milligrams, five milligrams, they get the best night's sleep. And some people even wake up groggy okay. <laughs> that little bit. And, and that's something I've heard with people like, oh my gosh, I'm groggy after five milligrams. Like, What's going to happen when I take, you know, 200? So it can be effective for people to sleep. And, right. and, and the pineal doesn't require a lot of melatonin, where if you're looking to treat like the gut or the cardiovascular system, or if you were using melatonin for something like cancer or degenerative neurologic disorder or to improve your skin or an autoimmune condition or mental emotional health or an infection, <laughs> it's like it kind of goes on and on, then you may want to look at higher doses as a better avenue for the extra pineal melatonin. I mean, I'll give you an example, your gut, like the, the chapter on gut is, is one of my, you know, it's one of my favorite chapters just because it's so shocking to hear about how the microbiome reacts to melatonin. And there's 400 times more melatonin produced from the gut, from the, the, the cells that line the gut, the epithelial cells, um, than in the pineal. And that melatonin activates something called microbiome swarming. So, you know, instead of going to the store, buying all these probiotics that really don't actually seed the gut anyway, 
um, I think people could benefit even more by taking um, a higher dose. Especially, so this is one trick is because we have this fast track fast um, kit, right? Right. Familiar with that? A little bit. Let me pull it up real quick. I was just, I heard you were, when you were talking on uh, the, uh, with Ben Greenfield, uh, you, were, you were talking about this on there. That's the first time I've heard of it. Here's the fast track. Here it is right here. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so the, the idea is that um, stressors create signaling, just like we talked about the stressors in my life and how that led to a pain to purpose. Well, you know, like sauna is a heat stress, right? Right. Uh, exercise is a is a stressor. You know, fasting is a stressor, and it's a stressor to your microbiome. So your microbiome is going to be starved of food, and it, so it's going to have this attrition, and then it's going to want to bounce back when you start refeeding. And so we have this fast track fast protocol, which has three phases, where it's like a primer, and we'll usually like to use. Um, um, methylene blue um, and or NAD as a cellular boost, which this can be done like if somebody has an event, you know, or somebody has some situation where they want to boost their energy levels. Uh, Maybe they have a meeting, you know, and they want to do this in the morning, but the methylene blue and the NAD for a couple of days before the fast. And then we have a product called Lucitol, which is basically got these powerful polyphenols, um, primarily sterile stilbene from blueberries and physotin from strawberries. And these have massive research showing how that there's what's called synolytics. And so they really promote this autophagy response is this is the stress response when we're fasting, where our body goes into a cleaning and recycling phase. And that's all the benefit that you want when you fast, because you want to like deeply clean the body, both all these older cells that are needing to be kind of recycled. Um, that that's that stimulation when we're fasting, and so when we take these polyphenols, it accentuates that. So we may not need to fast as long as we would need to otherwise to get the same benefit. But then you have the refeeding part, and that's when I think high dose melatonin could really play a role to accentuate that microbiome swarming after a fast. And then we also have a product called Stemtor, which is going to kind of promote that growth phase, right? So we want to have a, an equal strong activation to the opposite of fasting, which is feeding so that we have stem cells released and we have new tissues and new new cells grow. So we we clean and recycle those those old cells, but then we want to stimulate the new ones to be produced. Huh. That's interesting. So what happens to our bodies that, are, that our bodies slow optimal melatonin secretion? So basically, as we age, melatonin kind of disappears. Is that actually true or is that a myth? Oh, absolutely. So having birthdays is one of the worst things for your melatonin. <laughs> And one uh, once you get after the age of forty, I mean, it's just to- totally downhill. I mean, that's really one of the primary reasons, in my view, is why once people start getting to that forty years and then beyond, that that things really start to go south because their stress resilience is less, meaning that the stressors that they're exposed to, which is all activating inflammation. All stressors have that in common is there's an inflammatory response and the mitochondria just can't deal with inflammation, you know, at least a certain amount and then they shut down. And so that core energy faculty is what keeps us resilient. It keeps us healthy. It helps us, you know, to, to lead that, that life that we want to lead, you know, and, and so anybody that's looking to um, kind of gain back if they're after, you know, over the age of 40, um, if you're under 40 and you're dealing with a lot of like um, chronic disease situations, these are also reasons that melatonin may support, you know, this is all based on the research. What are some of the things you use high dose melatonin for? First of all, a cytokine storm, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, infections can be can be an, an area that that melatonin can really shine. In fact, early on in the pandemic, there was a number of hospitals that very publicly were showing that they were administering 40, 60, some, some of them even a couple hundred milligrams. I know President Trump, that's that was the protocol they used. They used, him. right. I saw that, but you know, it, it's hard to find those now because I think they just want people myopically looking towards the jab as the solution. And they don't really, it's just bizarre, yeah. you know, just a bizarre situation. So what about what are some of the other uses for high dose? I mean, stress, we all have, I mean, which we all at some point during our day have some sort of fight or flight mode going on, but some fight or flights are good for you, but not being backed into the corner all day is good for you. Yeah, true. So if you're backed into a corner and fighting for your life all day, you're going to, disease is going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's just a given. Mm-hmm. So high dose melatonin for that. And how long do you recommend somebody staying on high dose melatonin? Well, you you know Russell Ryder, he's a PhD and an MD, is a colleague of mine, and probably one of the most researched um, scientists in um, in the field of melatonin. In fact, if you if you look up all the research, like his name is, is typically like as part of a collaborator, at least on the, on the studies. And he takes, um, a hundred to 200 milligrams every night. And he has for many years. Um, I plan on continuing to take melatonin to the day I die, you know, right. every day because I just understand it. And I have a relationship with melatonin where it, it really works for me now. There's some times where I won't take it. Um, you know, there's been times where I haven't taken it for a week to just experience like what it would be like. And I, it's not like I drop off a cliff. I mean, my sleep is still good. I still feel good, right? right. Um, I wouldn't do this in a situation like if I was traveling or if I had um, some stressors going on because that's when I really would would like to have the melatonin. But um, but yeah, I mean, you can go on and off it, no problem. And you can stay on it long-term, no problem. So do you do the Sandman or do you do liposomal? I do both. Okay. Yeah, I do both. So my 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 personal levels of melatonin are, are fairly high. You know, I'll do anywhere from 400 to even a gram of melatonin um, every night. And so... Uh, we have a suppository called Super Sandman, which has a little over 400 milligrams. And so I'll, I'll often do that and I'll do a little bit of the liposomal. And the reason I like to combine those two is that the, the suppository, and I think maybe this is a good opportunity for us to talk about that delivery, because I think a lot of people don't understand it and why it can be such a beneficial route of delivery but it allows for like a slow release directly into your bloodstream over an extended period of time, five to seven hours. And this is what mimics the way that your brain releases melatonin. And you cannot make or buy a time release pill that does anything like this. I mean, they just don't have the technology. So, and, and besides it's bypassing the stomach um, acids and the digestive juices and the first pass through the liver, which is why only that 1%, one and a half percent get into the bloodstream. So you're getting a much higher absorption. It's getting a slow release right into the bloodstream. And this also goes for things like NAD, you know, and, and, you know, instead of paying a thousand dollars to go do an NAD IV where you have to sit there and it's a bit uncomfortable for hours. I mean, you could do NAD max and, and basically just go on your regular life. So you insert this suppository, it takes a second and, and like, you don't even know it's there. So it's like such a nothing, you know, and it's a lot of people like in Europe, it's a very common route of, um, delivering medicine. And, you know, after you do it once or twice, it just becomes like, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. No, it's not a big, it's not that it's not like you're putting a freaking bowling ball up your ass 
You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a teeny little thing. It's, it's smaller than a pinky finger, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's, it's self-lubricated just so you don't really need the coconut oil. However, it's in the, I think you, it's on the instructions if you need it. Yeah. Add coconut oil, but uh, it's not anything. You don't even know it's in there. No, no. And I, I mean, matter of fact, I was just trying to decide lipis. I was, when I was doing my cart here, I was trying to decide if I wanted to do more of the bullet or if I wanted to do the, the liposomal. Now I just see you have the the Sandman Ultra, which has more. Is what's the Ultra? Ultra is the liposomal. Okay, right. Okay, that's the Ultra. Yeah. And then the Super Sandman, which we talked about, which is how many milligrams of the Super Sandman? Four hundred twenty-five. Okay. So the big difference between the Sandman and the Super Sandman is that in the Sandman we have two hundred milligrams of melatonin. And we also have 250 milligrams of glutathione, which is a pretty good dose of glutathione. And glutathione, when it's ox- when it's broken down, is one of the primary sleep promoting substances. So it, we find people have a really uh, it really helps with sleep onset, the um, especially the liposomal because it, it it absorbs very quickly. So if, if people are looking to get that kind of rapid, I want to go to sleep, that would be the way to go versus if, you know, the suppository sometimes takes 30, 45 minutes before it really starts to kick into the bloodstream. Yeah, I used to do it about an hour before I go to bed. I would take that and then I do my meditation before I go to bed. And then by the time I was done with that, I would be out like a light. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, I loved it. I mean, now, is there any downside to pro- prolonged use of melatonin? Not that I can see. Yeah. Okay. I I, I mean I've read I'm reading I, I haven't read that anywhere in your book. So I was thinking that, you know somebody asked me that and I'm like I don't think there's any downside effect. I mean I've heard rumors that you know well, it if you're trying to get pregnant you might not want to do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to get pregnant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm done with that phase of my life, and I well, I never got pregnant, so I can't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on from that weird, awkward moment, you've got a lot of cool stuff on your on on Mitozen. One of the things that I was listening when I was listening to the podcast that I'm dying to try out is, I think it's called Zen, right? Yeah, the Zen mist for breath work, for meditation, right. for breath work. We have a lot of people that are, you know, kind of involved in ceremonies with plant medicine and such that this can be because it's based on this hape, right? And which right. is a very solid traditional Amazonian um, medicine that promotes this um, deep calmness and heart opening. Um, sensation and ultimately it's just a very strong vagal activator you know and parasympathetic nervous system activator but yet your mind is sharp you know and you could almost use it like instead of coffee to kind of get yourself more alert but it's an alertness that's also really um relaxed you know it's a relaxed calm alertness is it kind of like is it I mean, I love methylene blue, as you can tell, uh-huh. <laughs> because I use the the tro- transcriptions. But I mean, is it is it like that energy you get from the methylene blue? The the mind it, works functions. It's it's different. Okay. Yeah. You just you'll have to try it. I will. We'll have, have to send you a bottle. No, it's in my cart. So well, I was gonna because I love. I mean, I my meditations gets me through every day. Have you listened to um, Francisco Gonzalez Lima, who's like a researcher on methylene blue? Yeah. And what he said is that um, methylene blue is good in an IV because we do IVs here at the clinic. Right. And then we use intravenous red light. And then he said that um, orally, it's actually very well absorbed. And his his thoughts were that the, the sublingual the trochees were were not a great way to get to do it. 
into the system. However, I think that I think that there may be some direct absorption closer to the brain, and there there could be some things there. But Lima was pretty down on it, and it was a interview he did with Joe Mercola, who's a friend of mine, and Joe and I talked about it a little bit. And he's Joe is so locked into like how low a doses can we go? And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like these people's obsession with low, low, low doses of methylene blue, whereas there's no evidence in the research that shows that um, higher doses of methylene blue are dangerous. I mean, unless you're going like way high, but you know, anywhere from half a milligram to two milligrams per kilogram of weight, meaning like I'm, I'm, I'm about 65, 70 kilograms, right? You might be around the same. Um, that's 150 milligrams. Right. Right. That's a lot. And, and so we have, we have an oral version of methylene blue that's in a, a palm oil suspension. So it, it's like, it becomes like a tablet. You throw it in the back of your throat and you drink it down. So there's no blue in your mouth. Right. And then it releases in the stomach. And Gonzalez Lima feels that the stomach acid, unlike many nutrients, actually adds in the absorption of the methylene blue. Hmm. And your urine turns turns totally blue for like a day or so. And man, I, I am getting the best feedback. And I, I can tell you, this is like my favorite, my favorite supplement is methylene blue. Yeah, I, so I agree. That's the Lumatol Blue. Right. And it's, the, it's the 300 milligram suppository that you break into quarters. Okay. And so that gives you 75 milligrams. Okay. Try nice. that. I will. I definitely got to add that. And then we have the 60 milligram suppository, which is fantastic too, because that's basically like running it as an IV. Okay. So, so you, you developed all these, by the way, for all the listeners out there, Rebel 5 will get you 5% off. And it's mitozen.com while we're on the subject of going through some of your stuff. But mitozen.com, Rebel 5 for the discount. And let's go to the, which one was that? By, by the way, I have an ebook on methylene blue. Yes. And what we can do is give your listeners a coupon code. Okay. And link so that they can get... There's also a, an ebook I did on the fast track fast and the fasting protocol. And why don't we um, put a link in the show notes so that people can get a free download? Absolutely. Absolutely. And fast track. Okay. We'll do that. I'll set that up with Brooke. Fan, she's amazing too. She, I, 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 need a, I need somebody to do that for me because my mind goes too fast. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Where would, where would that, the methylene blue be under here on the, Mito's insight. Um, it's it's under suppositories. Okay. Also, here's a couple of questions that that were thrown at me. I posted a little bit on on, a, on my functional medicine group that I'm in that I was going to interview you and what we're going to talk about. So we already covered what happens with prolonged use. Basically, nothing. You don't see. There's no no see no side effects of prolonged use of melatonin. Yeah, I tell you, the, you're talking about the prolonged. Diet? No, the, no, no. The prolonged with prolonged use of melatonin or high dose oh, melatonin. Okay. All that, right. I mean, the rumor, the the myths are that you'll stop production of melatonin, but that's not true. It's not like testosterone. Right. Yeah. You know, there's an interesting myth going out that I, I obviously I've become kind of the melatonin guy. Right. So <laughs> out on melatonin, my my text messages are getting blown up with people sending me links to articles. And there was an article that was, you know, great concern over our children um, getting toxic doses of melatonin, right? Right. And the word toxic and melatonin should never even be used in the same sentence. It, there's, you know, they did studies on melatonin where they were giving you know, such extreme doses, which would be like 150,000 milligrams to like an adult. Right. And they stopped the study because they're like, there's just no, there's no toxicity. There's no side effects. And so the research that I, that I've read through for, you know, that I've incorporated into the book, almost all the researchers at the end of the study said, you know, there needs to be more studies because there seems to be zero 
um, negative effects with the melatonin. Right. When you look at melatonin and you look at the fact that it's completely non-toxic and why would there be, you know, another interesting fact is if you, if you look up on WebMD, they'll, they'll give you a whole list of side effects that yeah. don't make you not want to take it. And what they don't tell you is they base those side effects on a study where those were the exact same side effects in the placebo arm, right? So in other words, if you do a study and there's no difference between the people that take it versus non-take it, but right. then you can say, hey, look at all these side effects that happen when people took melatonin. Like, that's so misleading. Right. I don't why, trust MD at all. Why would that be happening? Like, that's, that's, not, that's not science at all. Right. That's falsehood. It's fraudulent. And... You know, what's the reasoning behind that? Like who's who's run, you know, who's running the show behind that? Why would they do that? And I see the same thing with methylene blue. Right. I know for me, methylene blue gives me sharper cognitive function. I mean, like I usually do it when I'm studying or have when I've got a pile of lab works, I've got to go lab work for clients I've got to go through and I gotta stay focused. The methylene blue really helps my cognitive function and focus. Mm -hmm. mm. And, and I, I, and how about your mood? My mood's fan. Yeah. yeah my mood. Really yeah. It really helps. I would love to find a different source, you know, which I just found because I didn't yeah. know you did methylene blue. Which one do you like? The blue max, methyl blue max, or the, which is a bullet? Yeah. That's, the the 300 milligram is going to okay. be your best your best bang for your buck okay and taking it orally is is very effective okay so um if you wanted to play around with the suppository what's going to happen is it's just going to release very slowly over time and so there's a different quality to taking it that way okay but i mean sometimes i'll take both i'll take a quarter which is 75 milligrams and then i'll take a 60 uh, suppository and I've got it coming kind of in both directions. And that for me, I'm fine. Everybody's got to find their dosage, you know, right. and that's what Gonzalez Lima really talked about is this is it's going to be different for everybody. I mean, some people might be better off with a lighter dose, um, yet you can't be afraid to go up, you know, to that two milligrams per kilogram dosage, because I mean, it, when you get your right dosage, you're going to know it. You're going to be right. like, oh, like this is. This is what they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what about glutathione? Because glutathione is one of those things you pill form is just totally worthless. Correct? Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, very little, if any, gets through right. the gastrointestinal tract in the first pass. So, Well, because it got to go, right, the liver. Right. Yeah, so we have a few versions. Um, okay. You know, different strengths. So it's called Glutamax. And the most popular one is the 600 milligram. Max. Okay, I've been I've been loving the nebulizing, especially. I mean, uh, we talked about my nasal my nasal history since we before we got on when we were beginning the show. But the glutathione nebulizing really helps my passageways. Yeah, well, it's anti-inflammatory. It's also good at um, supporting the um, immune system, right? You know, glutathione is okay. One question that came back from my group is that when we take melatonin, how does it literally, how does it go into our cells when we take it? Is it absorbed in our cells when you, especially if it's a suppository, it's absorbed right through the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. If you take it as a pill, it's got to go through the liver. So that's where we lose the, the major of the percentage. But I mean, what determines where does it go? Where it goes? I mean, we know the mitochondria. Plus, it's, melatonin is actually produced in our gut as well, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, with like anything, you know, you have this extracellular um, levels that are reached through either oral or IV or whatever administration you're doing with any nutrient, right? right. You take it, and that the name of that's called peak plasma. So there's going to be like a period of time that that nutrient is available in like all the fluids around the cells and the cells are going to use different enzymes and different pathways through its cell membrane 
to pull these different things into the cell. And there's a rate that it can pull. Like it's not fast. It's a right. slow rate. And that's why it's better to have a little bit of that nutrient in that, in, in that fluid over a long period of time than a lot of that nutrient in a short period of time. So if you do an IV, you're going to have a high peak plasma for like an hour where you do a suppository, you're going to have a nice peak plasma. It's not going to be as high as an IV, but it's going to be a nice peak plasma. It's going to be five to seven hours. Oh, nice. So ultimately, the cellular absorption of the nutrient might ultimately be even better with the bullet route. Okay. Now, do you have a lower dose melatonin suppository? Or is, or is the... No. No. Okay. All right. No. That was just... Anything you want to add before we go so you can get to your clients this afternoon? Well, I, I think we've covered um, a lot of good material for people to at least have a taste. And, right. you know, I'd say uh, the next step would be, you know, the books on Amazon, Melatonin Miracle Molecule. You can find me with our clinic here in Florida and Sarasota at advancedrejuvenation.us. Um, I'm on Instagram at Dr. Mitozen, and um, we even have an educational uh, channel uh, called Ultimate Cellular Reset. We do personal health coaching for people um, from distance. So if that's okay. something anybody's interested in, uh, reach out. Do you? One question I have before we go that I this has got nothing to do with Mitozen or melatonin or bullets or or methylene blue, but if Dr. John had 30 to 45 minutes to kill or chill, what album or artist would you put on to listen to? Well, you know, I, I'm actually heading to LA to go hang out with my very close buddy, uh, Doyle Bramhall. Okay. So, I don't know if you know who that is, but he's, he's like kind of considered royalty in the music industry, but he hasn't really made like big, you know, fame in the commercial market, but like he toured with Roger Waters and that's where I know the name from. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. So he tours with Eric Clapton. I was actually in Europe with him and, um, and man, I just love his music. He's probably one of my best friends and we're actually going to be going to the black crows concert. Oh, nice. Doyle introduced me to Chris Robinson and Camille as his wife and Doyle's really good friends with Rich Robinson. And, and, um, and so I've been kind of going back and forth with, um, the Robinsons and our plan to go up there to this Santa Barbara concert, um, next weekend. And they're actually going to be bringing Doyle up on stage. I don't know what song it's going to be, but he's going to be able to jam a little bit. Nice. You know that that you know that blues right. rock and roll like yeah. I, I like that that jam. They were the Black Crows were here not too long ago, but it was the night after Zach Brown show, so I couldn't. I didn't want to do back to back nights of concerts, but I should have uh, went. Yeah. I should have went and saw the Black Crows and skipped Zach Brown this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I this is like their tour that is kind of like I think the Shake Your Money Maker tour, but it's right. all you know, kind of that original album and, you know, yeah. I, you know, they, they came along in a, at a time that I feel like we were suffering from like all this, like new techno It was all, everything was all kind of computerized music. Right. And then all of a sudden the black crows came out with like this, like legit rock and roll, right. you know, such a breath of fresh air. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I do it. Cause I've seen Roger. Matter of fact, he's coming back around. So I was going to go see him again because that's a great show. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say, I would say, man, Pink Floyd is, is definitely yeah. up there with one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a funny story about my paddleboard and Pink Floyd and I did a gummy bear and I just, <laughs> I fell asleep on my paddleboard and woke up like an hour and a half later. My fin was stuck in the Chattahoochee river in the, in the weeds. And I'm like, well, that was a nice. That was a nice break from the day. <laughs> oh wow, comfortably numb. Comfortably numb. I was comfortably numb that day. Anybody really wants to hear Doyle? Like, there's a live album with um, Roger Waters, and he actually is singing "Comfortably Numb." And uh, there's another "Breathe." I think okay. Yeah. Breathe and comfortably numb. I mean, 
he is just, and he's got the guitar, the whole guitar solo, you okay. know, I know he, his wife made him stop touring with Roger Waters, but I, from what I hear, Roger was just devastated because he was like, I finally found somebody that could do the singing. He could do the guitar, you know, he could totally replace, you know, and, and kind of right. fill all the gaps with the band. And, um, yeah, he's really happy with, uh, with Eric Clapton now because, you know, he's, he, he's a huge Beatles fan, you know, and okay. he's just a huge fan of the, the roots of, of rock and roll. And you really look at Eric Clapton. I mean, he's the guy that started all of it. Oh yeah. The you cream know? back in the day. Yeah. I mean, he was an influence on the Beatles. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, Led Zeppelin was right. everything. The whole British rock movement was, was all him. Cause he's the one that brought the blues into into the rock and roll. I mean, it's traffic. Was he? Was he? Yeah, he was traffic. There was a lot of good old Eric Clapton. Him and Steve Winwood. Yeah. yeah, Steve Winwood's another one. I just don't get tired of. No, no. I, I, yeah, no, I don't get tired of him. I saw him concert recently, opening up for Steely Dan a couple of years ago, and he. Just, I don't know. He just didn't have it. Maybe it's because he's an opener. It was just kind yeah. of. It was kind of missing. Yeah, I I don't I I had this. It was the same thing. I forgot who he opened for, and it was good. I mean, because I love his music, but it didn't seem like he had the equipment for the audio, you know, and he just didn't have the support. So I don't. He's his budget is a little bit less, and he's just kind of out there. Just or they wanted to make him sound bad for the for them. Well, that's because that's what kind of I was thinking. Yeah, because he just didn't have it, and I was like. He's better than this. I know he is. Well, I know Doyle's a better... I'm going to say something really um, controversial here, but I, I feel like Doyle's a better guitar player than Eric Clapton. And Eric may know that. And and Eric, they they they, they purposely kind of dull down Doyle's um, guitar solos and, unless there's like certain spots where they turn it up. Okay. But man, he, he is just... Um, he is amazing. And that, I've seen that where they they they're changing the quality of his sound it, it, yeah it's more background and right you got eric is just like really loud and in in the front which you know that's it's his concert <laughs> right. So. all right brother thank you so much yeah much You're love welcome. um all right brother let me know and how things go with the um with the lumital blue Yep. And that, that 75 milligrams, I think that's going to take you to the next level, my friend. Okay. And then make sure you get a lot of red light or go out in the sun afterwards. Okay. That really activates it. We didn't okay. really get into the photobiomodulation, but the ebook on methylene blue, um, it's, it's called The Magic Bullet is the name of that ebook. Yep. Uh, that really gets into it and some strategies that you can use. So. And I will reach out to her as soon as we're done and tell her to get me a code for those two. All right. Thank you, brother. Be good. Have a good afternoon. Bye. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.